So for the first time ever, Disney is going to feature an openly gay character in a movie. Um, the upcoming film titled The Jungle Cruise, which will be based on a theme park ride. Presumably a theme park ride called The Jungle Cruise. I don't know. Just my deductive reasoning there. And of course, all great films have been based on theme park rides. But this one is being billed as a turning point for the company. Uh, and it will be different from the, you might say, the more subtle homosexuality that has appeared in, in other Disney movies. Uh, for instance, the recent Beauty and the Beast remake. There was a great deal made of ahead of time before the movie came out while it was being marketed. We heard a lot about the gay elements in this movie, and that was supposed to be a turning point, this big deal. But in that case, it turns out that it was merely implied that a male character had an erotic obsession with another male character, which to me, at a minimum, seems like an extremely unnecessary plot point to put into a children's movie. That's just me. If I, if I were producing a children's movie, there isn't any point where I would stop and say, now, hold on a second, everybody. Maybe this male character should have an erotic obsession with that one. Maybe we should include that into it because it's a children's movie. And I would just think, why, why do we need erotic obsessions really of any kind in a children's movie? But that's, um, again, that's just, I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm the crazy one. Now, in this case, it, it will be different. It will be made apparently very clear, explicitly so, that um, the hugely effete character, and that's the quote, it's a quote from an article, the character is going to be hugely effete. Uh, it will be made clear that he is gay and that he is not interested in women. And if that is how the film goes, then now when I say it's going to be made explicitly clear, Let's hope not too explicit, but but I, I don't really know where they're going with this. And if that is what happens in the film, if it is to any extent made clear, this is okay, this is an openly gay character, then it will be a turning point, I think, because hugely affect gay characters are quite common these days in film and television. Um, and it seems like they include them in every TV show and every movie that is not for kids. But that's not usually how it goes in Disney movies. It's not usually how it goes in mainstream family films. So this would represent Disney really crossing a threshold and entering into a realm that would have seemed unthinkable and unbelievable even just 10 years ago. Now, as you might expect, <clears throat> there has been some blowback over this, uh, over this news, but not from religious conservatives. Again, if this was 10 years ago or 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there would have been quite a bit of blowback from religious conservatives, but, but not now. The outrage in this case is coming from the left. It's liberals who are upset about this because we have been told it is, quote, problematic that Jack Whitehall, the, the actor hired to play the gay man, is not himself a gay man. And so that's, that's a problem. <clears throat> he has been hired to pretend to be something that he isn't and, uh, and that we're not allowed to do that anymore. Now, bear this in mind. Jack Whitehall is apparently completely straight. He's not even a little bit gay. So that just, that just makes it all the worse because even if he were a little bit gay or partially gay, somewhat gay, that still would not be good enough because consider the fact that the actress Ruby Rose is facing criticism 
because of her casting as a lesbian Batwoman. There's a there's a Batwoman series coming out on I believe the CW about a lesbian Batwoman. Now Rose herself is a lesbian, but apparently she's not lesbian enough. I'm not making this up. That that's actually what the the left is saying that she's getting criticism from liberals because her personal lesbianism is not of a kind and to a degree that would justify casting her as a lesbian Batwoman. That's I, I mean this is. This is just crazy. And you know what? I won't even get into the blatant double standards here. I won't focus especially on that. That's a different topic. But there is obviously a huge double standard when you whine about a straight guy being cast as a gay character or even a mostly gay woman being cast as a completely gay character. When you whine about that, yet yet at the same time you celebrate when women are cast in traditionally male roles or when uh, a black person is cast in a traditionally white role, you know, or even when a gay actor is cast in a straight role. And I think it stands to reason that there have been dozens, hundreds, maybe thousands of straight characters portrayed by gay actors in Hollywood over, you know, the course of Hollywood's history. But we're not allowed to complain about that. You can never complain about that. So the left, anytime you've got, they, they do this stupid stunt where they, uh, they take a, you know, a male character and they say, we're going to do this movie again, but with women, you know, um, anytime they do that, if, if any man breathes even a word of criticism or even rolls their eyes at it, the left will pounce on them and say, oh, you sexist, you just hate women, look at you. Um, when usually, by the way, usually when, when people complain, like if they're doing a, a female Ghostbusters type of thing, the complaint there isn't that uh, they're stealing they're stealing characters from men. It's like, no, it's just it's just a stupid, childish thing to do. Like you, it, it's just this really childish mentality of, oh, well, men had that character. Now women have to have it. OK, everything equal. No, go just go make your own characters. That's that's our only point. It's just, it's just a dumb, childish thing. We're not that upset about it. We're just rolling our eyes. Now, in this case, there are people who are really upset about it, saying that it's problematic that Jack Whitehall is not gay. Um, and objectively, you know, of course, objectively, all things being equal, none, none of this should matter. Whether you cast women in male roles, gay people or straight people other way around whatever that doesn't it doesn't matter because acting by definition means pretending to be something you are not if an actor must now actually be whatever he is pretending to be then he's not pretending anymore and it is no longer acting at most what you would have then are reenactments you would have actors reenacting their everyday lives. I guess that's the only kind of movie that's allowed to be made anymore. Certainly, we'd have to cease production on all sci-fi films, um, on all fantasy films, on all historical films. You can't very well have Daniel Day-Lewis acting like Abe Lincoln if he isn't Abe Lincoln. Only actors who are Abe Lincoln can be Abe Lincoln. So I think it's fair to say to Daniel Day-Lewis, are you really a Blinken? And of course, we'll give him a chance to respond. 
But if it turns out that he's not Abe Lincoln, which I think there's at least a 90% chance that he isn't, then he has just committed a great offense against Abe Lincoln. I think what we're seeing here is, is what happens when identity politics invades even the fictional realm. That's how bad it's gotten. That I guess the identity, the, the warriors for identity politics, they have, they have invaded every realm in the real world, and now they, are, now they are trying to commandeer even the fictional realm. And it does to the fictional realm what it does everywhere else, which is it destroys. But I think actually that is, um, that's not even the real point here. That's not the real takeaway from this, from this whole story. The real point, the real takeaway is that leftists are once again dissatisfied with their own success. They have been handed another significant, really, I would say, incredible cultural victory, which is the injection of explicit homosexuality into a mainstream family film. That really is a big thing. So that is a big deal. It's easy for us to say, ah, oh, it's just a movie. No. This is something, as, as I've said now a few times, this would have been unthinkable even rec in recent history. Um, but that's what they've been given. And they still find some ridiculous, pedantic reason to turn up their noses at it. As I wrote yesterday, they're like a, they're like a football team that wins 70-3 to three and then cries after the game that it was rigged against them because the other team managed to put up a field goal. That's, that's what it feels like. And on the other hand, as you think about how the left has reacted, being given this huge victory, but it's not enough. They've been given almost everything. It's not enough. They want more. They're always, they're always looking. You can cede all the ground in the world to them, but then they're going to look at that little, little sliver of ground that you have not yet ceded, and they're going to say, I want that too. I won't be satisfied with all this until I have that as well. That's what I want. So they're always looking to conquer the next thing. Compare that to cultural conservatives. And I'm speaking now about cultural conservatives. Um, because if you're a libertarian or whatever, then that's not, that's, you're, you're in a separate camp here. There has been very little complaint uh, from the right, from cultural conservatives, about this move by, by Disney. There's been very little complaint. You know, religious conservatives, cultural conservatives, seem to have simply accepted that the left's sexual agenda will be infused into everything. In fact, many of them will probably take their kids to watch the film. So for all the complaining conservatives do about Disney, for all the complaining they do about bias in the media, um, notice what happens. They just continue going along with it, especially when it comes to, to Disney. Because if you ever suggest that perhaps we should stop letting our kids watch Disney films, most conservatives and Christians will just recoil in horror. I remember when, um, when Beauty and the Beast was coming out and they were making of this big deal about the gay element of the film, which ended up being from what I never even, I never watched the movie, but from what I understand, from what I read, from sources I trust, it ended up being kind of a, essentially a non-event. A non 
So they made a bigger deal of it than it actually was. But before we knew that, I remember talking, I think I wrote on Facebook and I said, are we at the point where we should consider not watching Disney movies anymore? And all of these Christians were saying, well, no, we can't do that. Stop watching Disney. What are you talking about? No, I grew up with Disney. I'm not going to stop watching it. What are you talking about? They were mad at me for even suggesting it. They're more attached to Disney than they are to their to their principles and their convictions. In fact, it seems that their number one conviction in life is uh, that I need to be able to keep watching Disney and all the other entertainment that I like. Um, so we can complain about the entertainment industry all we want, but when it comes down to it, very few of us are willing to actually adjust our entertainment consumption habits. Very few of us are willing to do that. We will just keep on ingesting it and we'll let our kids continue to keep ingesting it. Uh, and we act like we have no choice. There's this kind of helpless, this sick, helpless attitude that's permeated the ranks of conservatives and Christians. We act like we have, like there's no other option. We act like we have to just float along with the tide because to resist is too much effort or something. Even the slightest resistance is too much. Even to resist to the extent of changing the channel or not watching a certain movie, even that's too much. This, I think, is the crucial difference between the right and left. One side, the right, has basically surrendered the culture, and they have willingly handed their children over to it. Most of what we call the culture war, we say where we're fighting for the culture, most of that stuff is, is not relevant. The things that really matter, I think many conservatives have just given up. Especially when it comes to the sexual stuff. We say the left can do whatever it wants there. They can, they can, they can normalize. They can put it in the mainstream. They can do whatever they want. We're not going to stand in the way. Because if we stand in the way of that, then we look like prudes. We look like uh, we're intolerant. And we don't want to deal with those accusations. Now listen. If you aren't a religious conservative, if you aren't someone who believes in the, in the or adheres to Judeo-Christian morality, then um, I don't expect you to have any problem necessarily with, with Disney using their films as a means to promote homosexuality. Although I think even if you were in that camp and you're a libertarian or something, I, I would think maybe you'd still be fed up with this need to turn every movie into an opportunity for a leftist sermon. But that aside, um, I'm speaking now about and to those who do believe in Judeo-Christian morality. Those of us in that category, we have to ask ourselves, at what point do we stop giving our money to these companies whose primary mission is to undermine um, our morality and to, and, to, and to indoctrinate our kids into a morality that is opposite of our own. It's no good to try and pretend that, well, this doesn't matter. It's just a small thing. It has no effect on anything. We know that isn't true. Hollywood has an immense amount of power to normalize things. And that is precisely what it's trying to do. And those who advocate for sin, that is, that's what you do. You normalize it. It's not even a matter of saying, of arguing, getting into a moral argument and saying, well, here's my arguments for why this is okay. It's just, 
It's just a matter of making it normal. Like, this is just what people do. It's fine. Um, that's the game. That's precisely why Disney would put a character like that into a children's movie. That is, that's why they're doing it. Now, it used to be that churches were the normalizing agent in a culture. That is, it used to be that churches kind of decided what was considered normal for a culture, what was considered mainstream, what was considered acceptable. That used to be the case. But those days are long gone, and now Hollywood has filled that void. Hollywood is the new church, whether you like it or not. Hollywood has the power to normalize. They're the ones who decide it. And if they decide to take something and start putting it in all their shows and in all their movies, then that's how they normalize. And um, as long as our kids are overly exposed to those things, they are inevitably going to begin to, um, to be indoctrinated into that view. So at what point do we resist? That's my only, I'll leave you with that question. At what point do we say, you know, we're done with this. I'm done with Disney. I'm done with all this. I'm done with all this garbage. And if that means that my kids can't hard, can't watch hardly any movies or shows at all, then fine, because they'll read a book or they'll go outside and, uh, you know, they'll climb a tree or play hopscotch or something. They can do that. At what point do we make that decision? I think that point is upon us. Personally. Thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for listening. Godspeed.